We're talking about walking in the wisdom of God. This series, I can't even begin to tell you the importance of it because the wisdom of God, the Bible says, is the most important thing. It's how you are enabled by God to apply the word of God to your life so that you can walk in the victory that he's already provided for you, which enables you to walk out his plan for your life. Do you know if you don't walk in victory, you won't be able to walk out his plan for your life because his plan is all about victory. His plan is all about you overcoming things that are bigger than you, but they're not bigger than him. They're scarier, but they're not scary in him. Keep this in your mind. You're not to do the work. The word of God is to do the work. Amen? So, so as we go through this, realize this. It, the, the, the walk of faith gets very complex when you're looking at, because the enemy will constantly question you. Well, you should do this more. Or you, if you were just a little better. Or, you know, why, is not, why isn't this happening as fast as you want it to or not happening at all? Or why does this even seem that it's getting worse? Maybe you need to do something. It's, he's always trying to get your eyes on you because we don't do good with our eyes on ourselves. We're not created that way. You are never to look at yourself or look past. Forget everything behind you. This is a new day. And this is your time. This is your season. I'm telling you, it's your time to do exploits. What that word means in the Hebrew language is to do things beyond your ability, to do things in his ability. And, and actually, you do it in him, so he's actually doing it. It's wonderful. So open your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 4. We've, we started this series talking about what is wisdom. We're going to continue on this week talking about that. We're going to lay a big foundation. Uh, I have a real sense that the Lord has just kind of released me to go pretty far in this. And so this is going to be a very foundational series for you. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. This is a foundational scripture here. It says, wisdom is the principal thing. That word principal means it is the first thing. You could say this, it's the chief thing. It's the primary thing. It's the most important thing. And then it says this, therefore get, or as the Hebrew, would, Hebrew language would say, pursue wisdom right? And then it says, and in all your getting or in all your pursuing, pursue understanding. So this word wisdom here, when you read the book of Proverbs, you know, it's funny. It's funny teaching on the book of Proverbs. Every time I read the book of Proverbs, I see myself fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, standing before my mom, she would make me quote, she'd make me memorize chapters in Proverbs. Boy, what a, what a, that was horrible back then. It's, I'm so grateful now, you know. But when I read these, I'm like, oh my gosh, I could stand, see myself standing. These are the Proverbs, right? Of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. And then you just keep going, right? It's hilarious. 
But this word wisdom, see, when you study Proverbs, you have to dig a little bit because there's different words for wisdom. This word, this Hebrew word means to be wise, but then here is a big part of this word, to pound in, to indoctrinate, to be saturated in, to be soaked in, to be ingrained in. You're soaked, you're ingrained, you're saturated as you pound the word of God into your spirit, man. That's what this is saying. And it says, this is the principal thing that in your whole life, see, what is this pounding in? It's meditating in the word of God. How often? We as Christians, we only meditate twice a day, right? Day and night. So that's the only two times that you have to. And actually, you only have to meditate in the word until you want to. Then you don't have to anymore because you'll want to, right? So, so this is very, very important. We meditate in the word of God. And it says here, therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. So it always, you'll see in this study, it always separates wisdom from understanding. So we're going to learn, and we mentioned this last week, that wisdom is of your spirit. It's from within. It's not of this world. Now we're going to look in the book of James and we're going to see there is an earthly wisdom. But it's not of God. It doesn't produce anything good. But we're talking about the wisdom of God. You have to have it. If you don't walk in the wisdom of God, you won't be able to apply the word of God to your life. You won't be able to walk in the victory that he's provided for you. So this is important. We're going to see another thing, that to walk in the wisdom of God, it will only cost you everything. You're going to have to burn it all and make a decision that I am yours. But I'm telling you, if you'll do that, it opens up a life to you that is amazing. Amazing. Because uh, wait till we go through this. It'll, it'll just stir you so much. God loves you. And he wants you to walk in everything that he's provided. He wants to take you places that you haven't even dreamed going yet. So this is important. Wisdom, the wisdom of God, it comes from God and is deposited in our heart. How is it deposited? We must make a choice to pound it in through meditating in it, right? The wisdom of God, always remember this, it's always from within. You don't look at something natural and see the wisdom of God. It's always from within. It's not of this world. It comes directly from your father. Or directly, you could say your father. It comes directly from Jesus. It comes directly from the Holy Spirit. Same thing. What gives you wisdom is that part of the word of God that you allow to be deposited in your heart. That's what gives you wisdom. If you aren't depositing the word of God in your heart, you can't have the wisdom of God, okay? Want to be real clear with that. When we teach the word of God, this is huge. In all of our lives, do you know if Jesus is your Lord, which as I look around, Jesus is your Lord. 
Got a lot of hungry people. Got a, people that, a lot of people that love the Lord. But if he's your Lord, that means you are his. And boy, I'll tell you, if you'll ever make a decision to walk that way, man, it changes everything about your life. Everything about your life. Gaining the wisdom of God, it must be the primary focus of our lives. Right? So we see here, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And with all you're getting, get understanding. So understanding, a byproduct of walking in the wisdom of God is understanding. Okay? I'm telling you, what, what have we been talking about forever? You have to think right in order to believe right. You have to believe right in order to speak right or act right. And in order to get the right answers and have the right things in your life, it goes all the way back to you have to be speaking right and acting right. That's going to come out of what you believe, and what you believe is going to come out of what you think. What you think is thinking right is a byproduct of having understanding. Understanding is of your, I, I point to my brain, it's understanding is having, it's having a proper understanding in your soul, in your mind. Understanding is of the mind, okay? Wisdom is of your spirit. As you gain wisdom in your spirit, it will bring understanding to your mind, which will enable you to think right, Okay? This is why this is so, so very important. You can change your whole life by changing the way that you think. And here's the thing, you can change the way you think. Our, our brains are designed, our mind is designed, that to stop thinking about one thing, all you got to do is think about something else. Right? So this is real important. Wisdom is of the heart, understanding is of the mind, and so to realize this, to have understanding, you'll know it because you'll be thinking right. If you're not thinking right, if you're thinking like, I don't know if, I, I don't know if this is going to work out. I don't know if I could have this. I don't know if I could do this. That's not in line with the word of God. You're thinking wrong. Why, Why does all that happen? Because you're not pounding the word of God in your heart. See, here's the thing. You pound the word of God in your heart, that will enable you to live out of your spirit. If you don't, you're going to live out of your flesh and you're just, the Bible talks about don't live like a mere man, right? And see, here's the thing, a lot of people will seek natural wisdom, but God doesn't, God doesn't want that for you. He wants you he doesn't want you to grow to the point to where you could think very positive. He wants you to develop the, the ability to think impossible. To think that impossible is now possible. Because we are not governed by the normal laws of this world. We're children of God. So he'll call you to do bigger things. So Proverbs chapter 9, jump here. We read this last week as well. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. We kind of finished up here. Proverbs 9, 10 says this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning 
of wisdom. And knowledge of the holy is understanding. So now we're, we're going a little deeper. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, you could say it this way. This Hebrew word means the fear of the Lord is the opening of wisdom. So you've heard me say this before. In, in Psalm 119, it says the entrance of your words brings light, right? Or gives light. And that, that word entrance literally means opening. So if this is the word of God, the Holy Spirit, when he brings revelation, he will open the word of God. What opens the wisdom of God to enable you to apply the word to your life is when you fear the Lord. Now, what do I mean? Do I mean be afraid? No, that's not really what this word means. It means to reverence and to honor and to respect above everything else in your life, the Lord. When you do that, now you, wisdom is opened up to you. Does that make sense? If, if you don't, you're not hearing the word, you're just listening to it. And it won't do you any good because the listener of the word is not blessed, it's the doer of the word. According to John chapter 8, it's the one who continues in the word that knows the truth of the word so that the word of God can make you free. So we're talking about freedom. God wants you free from every, every wrong thought process. He wants you free from any weakness that you think you have. He wants restoration in every area of your life and everything the enemy stole from you, he wants it back to you. Everything. I mean, you gotta know you are more than a conqueror through Christ. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Not some, all, right? You don't fear anything. Why? I fear no evil because you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. And though I'm walking through this earth, the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Right? Because why? Well, listen, he who prepare a table before me. All my provision is prepared on a table right in front of my enemies. And it makes them shudder when I pick it up, right? And see, when I know God, now I'll be, I'll be courageous enough to pick something up. I'll laugh at cancer. I'll laugh at circumstances. I won't be in fear because I lay hold of the promise of God for my life, right? So this is what we're talking about. The fear, and the fear of the Lord, the reverence, the honor, the respect above everything else in life of the Lord is the beginning, the opening of wisdom and knowledge. This word, this Hebrew word for knowledge is discernment. It's revelation knowledge of the holy. What's it talking about? Revelation knowledge of God is understanding. In other words, you want to think right? Get revelation of who God is and you'll think right. No revelation of who he is, you won't think right. Because you won't know who you are you won't know who he is, right? You'll get this idea that you need to make it happen. And guess, you know, I'm not saying you can't make it happen. You can make it happen on a certain level. 
But we're talking about walking out God's plan for your life. We're talking about victory coming when there's no victory in sight. That's what we're talking about. So this is how we walk. So now jump over. Let's just, since we're doing wisdom here, we're going to go and we're going to kind of go verse by verse through Proverbs chapter 1. My mom made me do it. I'm going to make you do it. There we go. So, Yeah, thanks, Mom. There we go. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1. Hallelujah. Leanne says there's nothing else anybody has to do today, so we could just be here all day, so it's, it's awesome. Everybody's lock the doors quick, right? <laughs> so it starts out, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. Verse 2, to know wisdom. Now again, this word wisdom means to pound in. To know wisdom and instruction. Now, repeat this after me. Pastor, I'm so glad I came today. Awesome. Okay. I'm glad you said that because this word instruction, it's the Hebrew word that means discipline. Ouch. Right? It says to know wisdom and instruction to perceive the words of understanding. Now, verse 1 starts the chapter. Verses 2 through 4 now is going to give us the purpose, the, or you could say the characteristics, or you could say the fruits of wisdom, or, or the fruits of wisdom, which is the wisdom of God we're talking about. Whenever I say wisdom, I'm not talking about natural wisdom. I'm always talking about the wisdom of God. So I won't say the wisdom of God every time, but I'm talking about the wisdom of God. So it says here, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, we see in this verse here, the first stated purpose of wisdom is what? Is to pound in by discipline. We know to, it's to pound the word of God in by discipline. Wisdom comes by over and over, day and night, pounding the word of God in. If you're believing God for something, you need to get scriptures, two or three at least, that promise you for what you're believing for, that it's God's will, that he already gave it to you. You have to have those scriptures, and then you want to pound them in through discipline. That means whether you feel like it, whether you don't, right? Listen, when you start, just try to start, like we're reading through the Bible. Just try to start that. It's amazing how all hell will break loose. The enemy doesn't care if you read books about the Bible, but man, don't ever start reading the Bible. He hates that because you start reading the word of God and man, that's, that's something. Then you, as you grow spiritually, you start to realize that I'm not reading any book that's not filled with the word of God. If I read a book and it's not scripture after scripture after scripture, I just throw it out. I'm not, I have no time for that, right? Why? Because this is life. So, the first stated purpose of wisdom is to pound the word of God in by discipline. We call this meditating in God's word. Okay? So this is the first purpose of wisdom. 
the foundation of wisdom is discipline. Discipline. This is, this is why if you're going to be disciplined in an area, if you're going to go to school and learn something, you had to be disciplined. If you're going to grow spiritually, you have to have discipline. Now the good news is it's a fruit of your spirit. Self-control, there's discipline, all this stuff will help you. The Holy Spirit will help you, but you got to choose, right? So it's the foundation. What, why are we saying this? It takes discipline to pound the word of God in, right? So, so now, so that I'm following, you're following me, here it is. Wisdom is the most important thing. It's not of this world. It comes from your Father. It's from within. So as I, as I pound the word of God into my spirit, man, by meditating in it day and night, what do I mean by that? By saying it over and over and over to myself. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Father, I thank you that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, you think you know it, but then after you say it over and over again, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit opens it to you and you're like, wow. Right? I can do all things. And see, then the wisdom of God comes out of the revelation of God's word and now you know how to apply it to what your life, a circumstance in your life right now. If you're believing God for healing, you're meditating in these scriptures, and all of a sudden you're knowing what to quote and confess, when to quote, and you get completely away from the feeling. Well, I just got to feel. Right? I just got to feel it. Well, you know, you got to be careful because sometimes you don't feel faith right? Sometimes you don't feel the anointing, but people are, they're, they're so desperate that they got to feel it. Be careful with that because now you get on the feeling ground and now the enemy, that's his ground. And all of a sudden, man, you'll think you have these great feelings and you'll be feeling really good about yourself and then nothing changes. And then all of a sudden the feelings go and then he's right there going, see, you're not feeling anything. Now you're really in trouble right? No, we don't, we don't base anything on our feelings. We base it on faith in what God said. And the wisdom of God helps you. The second stated purpose of wisdom comes from that same verse too. It is to perceive the words of understanding. So you perceive something on the inside of you by the Holy Spirit, when you pound in God's word through discipline, it will cause you to have spiritual, spiritual understanding about natural things. It'll give you spiritual understanding about natural things. It'll give you spiritual understanding about natural business things that you're involved in. It will show you that that person's motive, even though this deal looks wonderful, the motive, there's something there, don't go there. It will show you that although this guy is everything I've ever wanted in a guy, the wisdom of God will show me. It'll give me spiritual understanding that this isn't the guy for me. This isn't the girl for me. This isn't the position. I'm not supposed to go here. I'm not supposed to do that. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to do this. Because see, sometimes in life, 
you're always going to increase in God, but sometimes it doesn't look on the outside like increase. Right? I had to step out of ministry and step back into the corporate world to get here. And I knew it was God, and there was a grace to do it, but the reason why it happened is God was trying to get me to Omaha so that it would connect and that desire would come up and go, oh wow, here is where we're supposed to start a church, right? So this is huge, to perceive the words of understanding. You should, if you go with nothing else, as you pound the word of God into your spirit, man, by meditating through discipline day and night, what will happen is you will gain spiritual understanding of natural things. Down, down to the very minute things. Like, I lost this pen, where is it? Right? Seriously. The world does not have this. The world can't have this because this wisdom only comes from God. It only comes when a person chooses by an act of their will to pound the word of God into their heart. Do you know we have more access to the word of God right now and yet they say Christians read and study and know the Bible so much less than they ever have. Why is it? Because we're busy, we're distracted, right? So we got to be careful with that. Verse 3 of chapter 1. To receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. So now we're talking about purposes, characteristics, or fruits of wisdom. So in verse 3, to receive the instruction. Now remember, this Hebrew word means discipline. To receive the discipline of wisdom. That's one of the fruits. Now this word wisdom is different than in chapter 1 where it means to pound in. This word wisdom means good sense. People, people walk around and go, you know, uh, you're educated way beyond your intellect. I have common sense. I am here to tell you, you're a child of God. There is nothing common about you. Nothing. You are not to have common sense. Let's change that. God wants you to have good sense. Okay? So this is a big one. So it says here, to receive the instruction or the discipline of good sense, justice, and judgment, and equity. We see in this verse, the third stated purpose of wisdom is to receive the discipline of good sense. As you pound the word of God in through discipline, as you meditate in the word of God, when you feel like it, when you don't. Have you ever not felt like quoting, I mean, have you ever, have you ever had back pain and you're believing God? And, and how, how much fun is it when you're just going, okay, in your flesh you're going, I am really sick and tired, right? First of all, I'm in trouble because of what I'm saying now. I'm sick and tired, right? Of saying, I thank you, Father, that I'm healed. 
That's when it takes discipline. That's when you have to tell your emotions, straighten up. You have to tell your mind, this is what we're going to think of. It is written, it is written, it is written. And what will happen is your mind will come in line, your emotions will come in line, and then pretty soon, all of a sudden, it's not that big of a deal. Then two hours later, you might have to deal with that again. But remember, you're never to be strong in you. So everything the Word of God tells you to do, you can do it. Because you do everything in him. So he's your strength. It literally says to receive the discipline of good sense. That is one of the fruits. That is one of the purposes of wisdom. As you meditate in the word day and night, what's happening now is you're going to receive the discipline of good sense. That means you're going to be able to tell your thought life, this is what we're thinking about. We're not going anywhere else, and, and now good sense will start happening in your life. That's good news. Good sense comes from disciplining yourself to be a doer of the word. Okay? This good sense is what puts you over in life. Right? Go to Joshua. Hold your finger in Proverbs, but go to Joshua. You don't have to go too far left. Joshua chapter 1. What's this thing with chapter 1 today? Verse 8. Verse 8. Joshua 1 8. I want to show you this same word that's in the Hebrew language that is in Proverbs 1 3. It's also in Joshua 1 8. So, Joshua, you know the story. Here's Josh. Moses died right? God buried him. And now he's saying, Joshua, now you're taking over for Moses, the greatest leader in the history of Israel. And the first thing I'm going to have you do is something that he never did. Great. That's, that's like, could you imagine when the basketball coach of Duke University retires, who takes his place? How would you like to be that guy? Wow. Just a little bit of pressure. Oh, by the way, you better win nine national championships in your first nine years, otherwise you're a failure, right? So here's God. He comes to Joshua and he says, I want you to take these people into their inheritance. So look at what he tells them. This is, now, this is what he's telling Joshua that he must do in order to be successful there. You're going to see the wisdom of God here. It says this, this book of the law, that would be, the first five books of the Old Testament, that was the book of the law. For us, reading it under the light of New Testament truth, a New Testament believer would say, this word of God shall not depart out of your mouth. I know all about not letting things depart out of my mouth because I talk a lot. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night, you shall pound my word in through discipline day and night. Same thing. Why? Now we're going to get another little picture of what happens. That you may observe to do all that's written in my word. Another way to say that is that you may observe yourself doing all that's written in. See, how you know what to do is when you meditate in the word, you'll see yourself doing it. If you're in financial trouble, you will see yourself having more than enough. If you're, if you're believing God for sickness and disease to be eradicated out of your life, 
you will see yourself well. That's what the word, you don't do it, the word does it. So you meditate in the word day and night that you may observe yourself doing the word of God. And then it says, for then you shall make your way prosperous. And then you shall have good success. What was translated good sense in Proverbs 1.3 is the same Hebrew word that is now translated good success. It's also translated that you'll deal wisely in all the affairs of your life. Why? Because the wisdom of God, which comes from your Father, and it's from within, which is not of this world, will literally, it'll, it'll tell you what to do in every arena of your life. And I'll tell you, one main thing that it'll help you with is keeping you in the right place. Because here's the one thing we know about all of us, right? The, the, the very word for spiritual maturity is adjust and repair. It is not flawless. You know, I'd love to tell you as a pastor, I'm flawless. As a person, I'm flawless. Nope, that's just not true. But I adjust and repair. But I'm telling you, the wisdom of God enables you to do that because if you start operating out of your flesh, you get into pride and it blinds you. So you don't think you're doing anything wrong. And Satan will lead you right off a cliff. What do I mean by that? Well, you'll start sinning. No, 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 let's get real. You'll start thinking a thought that's wrong and think it's okay. And pretty soon, you'll take the thought because you're speaking it and it will drive your life off a cliff. The good news is, as a child of God, you know, when your car goes off the cliff and it hits the bottom and bursts into flames, Jesus pulls off the door, drags you out of the car, douses all the flames. And he's like, okay, let's forget about this and let's move on. And if that ever happens to you, realize if you just look a little bit to the left or right of Jesus, you'll see your pastor going, come on, let's do it. <laughs> right? And I'll be smiling. I'll be like, that wasn't fun, was it? Yeah, I've been there. All of us, right? We've been there. Thank God he never gave up on us. People get mad at pastors because they're not perfect. Man, you just need to go look in the mirror for a while. <laughs> It'll solve all your problems, right? Because you're not perfect either. We want to be Bible perfect. This is Bible perfect, wholehearted. When you mess up, man, I messed up. I'm really, I apologize. I'm sorry that I did that. And then I move on and I'm not going to walk in the shame of it anymore. Why? Well, I couldn't. I would not want to disrespect my Savior by living in the shame of past sin because he not only bore my sin, but the Bible says he tread, he died and tread under his foot all of the shame of my sin. So now there's no more shame. I remember when the Lord came to me at a point in my life and he told me, he said, Tony, when the enemy comes to you and says, shame on you, you point your finger right back at him and you say, no, shame is not on me. My shame was put on Jesus. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm just going to worship him because he loved me when I was lost, right? 
This is what we're talking about. It's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance. So this good sense and good success, it's the same word. Good sense enables you to deal wisely in all the affairs of your life. So think about, let's say, one of the affairs of your life is investments. How would you like to deal wisely on the wisdom of God in your investments? To where, literally, he says, buy that, get rid of that today. Right? Because sometimes that might make no sense. I mean, wouldn't it be nice to have like one of the world's richest people as your personal financial investor? That would be great, but not near as great as having the Holy Spirit who knows everything. Deal wisely in parenting. Deal wisely in whatever ministry. To deal wisely whenever you're talking to anybody about the Lord. To deal wisely with your wife or your husband. This is what we're talking about. So now let's jump back to Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1, we're still in verse 3, and it says, to receive instruction, the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. So let's look at judgment. Or I'm sorry, let's look at justice. Justice, if you study this Hebrew word, it means to treat others as your equal. One of the characteristics, as we're looking at this, the fourth characteristic, the fourth fruit, the fourth purpose of wisdom is to enable you to treat everyone as your equal. Now that's awesome. So that means no matter who you're ministering to, whether it be what the world would say on the lower end or the world would say on the higher end, it doesn't matter. You could meet them right where they are. And, and literally, you have this supernatural ability. I think of Jesus. He, he is wisdom, right? What about the woman caught in adultery? The law said that she was to be stoned. So they throw this woman in front of all these men, all these religious leaders, and all this stuff they bring her. I mean, what a setup. Where is the guy? You can't commit that without, you know, it takes two, right? So there's no guy, there's just her. Jesus, they're pressuring him. What do you say we should do to her? Jesus just bends down and he's writing in the dirt. And, you know, smart intellectual theologians say that Jesus was writing there in all their individual sins. Well, you know, if you've ever been to Israel, I mean, if Rob was writing something in the dirt, I wouldn't be able to tell what he's writing because it's just like dust. Jesus was down. He's, not, he's never was pressed to speak based on pressure from others. He only spoke when he heard what his father wanted him to say. So he's just kind of hanging. Okay, how do I answer this? And then he gets up and he's like, okay, whoever has not sinned, let him throw the first stone. And they all just kind of walked away, right? And then he did this. Could you imagine this woman? You know, these weren't big cities. Everybody would have known who this woman is. She would have to see everybody in this town all the time. Who knows how she was clothed or if she was? We don't know. 
But Jesus got right down on her level and he said this word. He said, woman. And you read over it, unless you study the culture, the highest regard that a person could ever tell to a lady in that day was to call her woman. So Jesus got on her level and then immediately started raising her up on his level. That's what he is. Doesn't he do that with you? Always. That's the wisdom of God. I mean, it, it, it literally, Jesus is irresistible. It'll make you irresistible. And you need to be irresistible because you're light. You have fruit, right? And the wisdom of God will help you do that. The ability to treat others as your equal. It is our job to change our thinking to match what the Word of God says. This is the key to avoiding the trap of being offended. If you are always equal with everybody, that means it's impossible for you to ever get offended by people. Right? All selfishness results in our seeing ourselves as better than others. To be offended, somebody has to fall beneath your expectation. Right? Now, many times, if you're offended, you're in a wrong place. So the problem with that is they really maybe didn't fall below your expectation, but you think they did. Why? If you ever are offended with anybody, realize it's, the foundation is you're selfish. You're self-centered. Don't beat yourself up about it. All of us have that same nature in our flesh. You know? But we don't have to walk in it. But if, if the wisdom of God, if you're pounding the word of God in, one of those fruits is you'll be able to treat everybody as your equal. Nobody will ever disappoint you. Because you're not, you're not looking that way. Number five, let's look at judgment. Is this helping you today? Yeah. Judgment. This is a big one. As you pound the word of God in through discipline, what comes out of the word of God is revelation, knowledge of his word, dripping with the wisdom which is not even of this world. It's from your father. And it allows you judgment, the ability to accurately judge or render a verdict about all things. Notice I did not say the ability to accurately judge or render a verdict of all people. The wisdom of God will never cause you to judge people. Because the Bible says, judge not that you be not judged. With the same judgment that you judge somebody else, you will be judged with their same judgment. The same attitude you judge them with will be what you get. Moses gets ticked off finally. He hits a rock. God still brought water out of that rock. But then he told Moses, you were fed up with these people because of what they were doing. Your anger and what you just did cost you. You will not go into the promised land. You know, Moses was so close to God at another point in time. He's like, he probably was just waiting for the perfect time. He's like, hey, God, you know, I know you love me. Do you think there's really, is there any possible? God says, don't even talk to me about it anymore. You're not going in. I'll show it to you. 120 years old, you got 20-20 vision or better. He took him up on a mountain and showed it to him. 
But he's like, you're not going in. He disqualified himself from part of the plan of God for his life because he judged somebody else. There is only one person on this earth that you are to judge. And there is one, yourself. And if you judge, the Bible says, here's the good news, if you judge yourself, you will not be judged. Isn't that good news? Everybody said, amen. Amen. Keep going, pastor. Right? This is not talking about people. This is talking about things, but it's talking about situations. You'll be able to see it as it really is. The wisdom of God causes, causes you to do that. Wisdom enables us to accurately judge the actions of a person without judging the person. This is huge in every area of your life. When you're, able, when you're able to do this because of the wisdom of God, it will bring great stability in your lives. If you look at Christians today, a lot of, a lot of Christians are not winning their fruit to the Lord because of their instability in their own life. Well, this does away with that. God wants you very stable. Not boring. Stable. That means all hell breaks loose and you're not even moved. It doesn't even shake you. So even in that stability, people go, whoa, wait a minute. How are you able to be at such peace with all this happening in your life? And you just smile and go, I already know the outcome. Right? It's good news. 1 Corinthians 2.15 says this. You don't have to turn there. 1 Corinthians 2.15, but he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. So now let's talk about equity. This is number six. Equity. This Hebrew word means the ability to walk in impartiality, the ability to walk in fairness, and the ability to walk in integrity. This is what wisdom will do for you. It'll literally help you walk in impartiality, where you're no respecter of persons. Do you notice how that these fruits of wisdom that come from your father are making you like him? Do you see that? Acts 10.34 says this, Then Peter opened his mouth and said of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. Later, Peter and Paul had a public falling out because Paul called Peter out because he was acting one way around the Jewish people and acting another way around the Gentiles. He called them out. He's like, you hypocrite. Interesting. God expects us to treat people fairly. And the wisdom of God, he he gives us his wisdom to do that. The church always has the potential to have the problems that the world has. Racism, it could be alive and well in the church. Cultural divides, doctrinal divisions, that's always possible in the church. If we deal fairly by God's wisdom, all of those things go away. They all go away. Isn't that awesome? Verse 4 of Proverbs chapter 1. It says here, to give subtlety 
to the simple. To the young man, knowledge and discretion. So let's break this down a little bit. To give subtly, subtly, I always have trouble with that word, to the simple. You know, let me change that. I'm never going to have a problem with that word again. I'm getting, there we go. So to give subtlety to the simple. This word subtlety literally means caution, discretion, and discernment. Now the word simple is really easy to define. It means stupid. So this means that the wisdom of God will give caution, discretion, and discernment to the stupid. Have you ever been stupid? Right? That's good. It says to the young man, this Hebrew word, it not only means age, but it means station in life, it means gender, it means education, and it means influence to the young man. Not just, not just young in age, but someone who has a station in life. Someone of a different gender. Someone where it's like, listen, I remember Bill Winston talked about when he was buying the mall in Chicago. And one of his guys, one of his leaders, finally just said, Bill, what, why do you keep talking about this? That mayor of Chicago is never going to let a black man buy a mall, that mall, and have a church in it. Bill Winston responds to him, what did, who are you talking to? He goes, I'm talking to you. He goes, I thought you said a black man. He's like, I did. He goes, I'm a speaking spirit like my father. Here's the end of the story. He's praying about this thing. The Lord gives him. He says, I want you to call the mayor's office. I want you to go in there. All I want you to do is read this verse of scripture to him and then leave. Well, first of all, we know Bill Winston. He's pretty well known in our circles now. Guess what? Nobody knew him back then. And you, don't, you just don't call the mayor of Chicago. Now, if you live in Fairfield, Iowa, where we used to live, you probably could call the mayor and go over and maybe talk to him. I mean, Chris, you work for the mayor of Omaha. You just don't call her up and go see her, right? So Chicago, so Bill calls, and the lady's like, yeah, absolutely. When do you want to meet with him? Let me look at his schedule, sets up a time. He gets a meeting with the mayor instantly. He goes in, the mayor's like, how can I help you? He goes, you know, the Lord just told me, he goes, you guys are not letting us have this mall. And he goes, the Lord just told me to come down here and read a scripture to you. Can I read it to you? Mayor's like, sure. So Bill just reads the scripture to him. And the mayor looks at him and goes, is that it? Bill goes, that's it. And he goes, okay, well, mayor, thank you for your time. He leaves. Within 24 hours, the mayor's office called him back and said, the, the mayor of Chicago, the word of God just arrested him. Wow. Mayor of Chicago had his, had his assistant or whatever call him and say, hey, you got your mall. Wow. This, is so, uh, this is so important. The wisdom of God, it literally says that your gender, your station in life, it doesn't matter what it is, it doesn't matter if everybody says, the law says, you can't do it. Who cares? The wisdom of God will see.
to it that it gets done. It gives caution, discretion to the simple or to the stupid. To the young man, a person with different influence, different gender, a different station in life. To the young man, knowledge and discretion. Isn't this good news? Somebody might say, listen, you can't, you can't do this. You don't have the proper education. That's what this word is talking about, young man. To the person without the proper education, the wisdom of God will give you knowledge and discretion. Now, this is really cool because this word discretion, it literally means plan and purpose. So the person who's at a station in life where he's being told, you cannot do this, God says, I'll give you a plan to do it. Are you excited? Because this means you can do all things through Christ. All this stuff, we've been walking around, not getting results, and it's simply because we're not allowing the wisdom of God to operate. There, so, number seven, the ability to know God's plan and purpose for your life. He has a plan and he has a purpose for your life. And no one can stop it and you haven't messed it up if you could still fog a mirror. So you just repent, you put him first, you start cramming the word in through discipline, meditating day and night, you become wild people. When it snows and everybody stays home, you still show up, right? I sent out a couple text messages and it was almost like, what? No, 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 we're on our way. Right? Only six inches of snow. We, do you know our church was the biggest church? Our first year church, we were the biggest church in Omaha one Sunday. We had 38 people in church. It was in Elkhorn Ridge Middle School. We didn't, first of all, we set up on Saturday. We didn't even know how to cancel church. So there was like 18 inches of snow. Every, every church canceled but us. We had 38 people. Man, we had church. They had to pull me. I, I was, got stuck in a minivan. It was just ridiculous, you know, but it was, a, it was a fun story. There's nothing more important than knowing God's plan and purpose for your life. The reason why many believers are stumbling around in their life is they don't know the plan and purpose for their life. See, and here's the thing that I've got good news for you today. We have no excuse of not knowing God's plan for our lives. Wisdom enables even the stupid to know God's plan for our lives. As I look around the room, I don't see any stupid, right? So, so we're in there. Pounding God's word into your life will give you the plan and the purpose even if you're stupid. So if you're ministering to somebody get them to start pounding the word of God into their life. Notice, well, I want to get married. So I start praying, oh, Father, bring the man, bring the woman. And, I, and it's consuming my life. You'll never find it that way. What you'll do is you just make a decision. I'm going to pound the word of God. I'm going to meditate in the word day and night. You'll get kingdom-minded. You'll be minding your own business. And all of a sudden, that person will cross. All of a sudden, that young lady will move from Fairfield, Iowa to Southern California, and you'll see her in church. That's what happened to me. 
I mean, this is the way it is for everything in your life. No matter what it is, down on the inside of you, there is a plan and a purpose, and it's there, and God will give it to you, and he'll make it happen, and you'll do things beyond your ability. That's your life. It's awesome. The power of God's word in your life is not limited to your intelligence. It's not limited to your credit report. It's not limited to your education. It's definitely not limited at all by your past failures. Right? At all. It's limitless. God gives his plan and purpose for their life to those disadvantaged in their station of life. He loves to do it. The world may say you can't have or do this because of your station in life. God says you can have and do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That's what God says. When you give God's word first place in your life, the word will pass your limitations. It's, it's, it'll pass them. I'm telling you guys, I, I, I'm get, the revelation is growing in me every day. It's like you walk into a new room. And so many Christians are, are, are feeding on wrong thoughts. They're, they're feeding on the world. And all that is in the world, the Bible says, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, it is not of the Father. It can't fulfill you. It can't satisfy you. All it can do is maybe give you a little good time here and there. But all roads lead to death. But you can be in this world and enjoy it all when you get this right. It's like you, it's like you walk into a different room. You're fearless. You're filled with joy and peace. You're filled with hope. Whenever you give in to your flesh, you're like, yuck, I'm not going there. And you jump back. God places you in the middle of a bunch of believers that walk with you and friends that are seeking the same thing so that when you start maybe going off a little bit, they'll bump you back. It's wonderful. And God wants to do big things, and we're living at this age, guys. We're going to see things happen that this world has never seen before. Another great scripture of this Hmm. You know, I, I think I'm going to skip this. I'm just going to say a few things because I, I want to go a different direction. We'll, we'll pick this up next week that way. Um, you must make wisdom the principal thing. When you make wisdom the principal thing, you look for God in everything around you. You look for him in everything. You're like, you're walking, you're meditating in the Word, and you're just looking for Him in everything. It's wonderful. This opens you to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Everybody talks about being led by the Holy Spirit. Most believers are so self-centered, and they're so focused on what they need that they wouldn't know the Holy Spirit if He walked in the room with a bright neon shirt that said, I'm the Holy Spirit. But when you look and your passion is, I just want to know you. And you're just, you're, you're meditating in the word day and night, not for what he can do for you, but because you want to know him. 
And all of a sudden, God's talking to you about everything. And you're so, you see God in everything, and now you're positioned to be led by the Spirit of God in a glorious way. Because now, see, He'll lead you. And this, this is what happens. He's trying to lead you into incredible life. But the problem is, there's this big, hairy giant there that looks real scary. And if you're all about you, you'll see that and you'll shrink back. But when your eyes are fixed on him and the, and the passion of your life is him, you don't care about that anymore. And now the Holy Spirit can lead you. He can widen your boundaries. Because man, your boundaries could get real small in this world. Right? You go, to, you go to school and you find out very quick, I can't be the top in my class. You're an athlete, you find very quick, oh, you know, 1,800 reasons why I can't do really what's in my heart to do. This is what it always is in the world. But when you get your eyes on God, it, it opens you up to limitless stuff. It's so important. It makes you sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Wisdom causes your spiritual eyes to be open to God's plan for your life. So if you look at wisdom, think of it this way. Wisdom equals insight and understanding, which equals the ability to hear the word and apply it to your life. Let me say that again. Wisdom equals insight and understanding, which equals the ability to hear the word and apply it to your life. We study the word and we begin to see God's knowledge in a precise and accurate and crystal clear way. I'm no longer confused. I know he's my healer. I know he's my provider. I know he's my strength. I know he's my everything. He's my deliverer, right? See, we think like this. We think God maps out our life, but see, this plan, you might have a dot here, but the next dot, you can't even see it. So you need somebody to lead you from here to the next dot, which you don't know where it's at. And to do that, you're going to have to get out of the boat. And, do, you know, and we don't want to get out of the boat, right? So, but the wisdom of God will enable you to get out of the boat. It is our responsibility to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit through God's plan for our life. And many times you don't see. You have to get out of the boat and trust him. But he'll never let you down. Never let you down. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. What is this saying? A wise man will always want more wisdom. Always want more wisdom. Verse 6, to understand a proverb and the interpretation, that's how to apply the proverb to your life, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. This, word, this phrase, dark sayings, means so that you can see the agenda behind what's being said. One of the things I can't wait to get to heaven is that there's going to be no, none of this 
the, the, the agenda behind the things. Oh, hi, pastor. Oh, man, that guy, I wish he'd just stop preaching so long. And da, da, da. Right? Do you ever have that in your life? People come up to you and they're like, oh, hey, Tony, how's it going? Then they're over here, oh, man, can you believe Tony? Right? And you just get this sense sometimes when people are talking to you, it's not, it's just not really what it's supposed to be. In heaven, there won't be any of that. Do you know, and and you, we know how that is because that's the way Jesus is. Right? You go to Jesus, you're like, Lord, I just can't figure out why this is not working. And he'll tell you, well, it's because you're stupid. So, so I, what I need you to do is let's do this. I can help you with that because you're really not stupid. You're just acting stupid. You're like, okay. Right? Tony, the church is not really where it needs to be because you're a little bit behind the curve here on some things and you feel good about it. You're like, okay. I'm so glad that's the way God deals with us. Wisdom, to understand a proverb, the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. Wisdom enables you to understand a proverb. It, it, it enables you to understand the interpretation behind it. The interpretation is how you apply it to your life. So you take a scripture by whose stripes we are healed. My God shall meet all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Right? Whatever it is. And wisdom will teach you how to apply it to your life. It's wonderful. The wisdom of God enables you to draw wisdom out of you and also out of others. The wisdom of God will keep you from being sucked into wrong things. Right? Because it'll help you. It's a foundation. It flows out of your spirit. It washes over your mind. It gives you understanding that transcends beyond what you're feeling, what you're seeing. So now what you can say is it enables you to walk by faith. Right? Well, I hope this helped you a little bit. This is more of a teaching moment today, but we have to lay a foundation. We're going to get into this to where we really understand it, where we get passionate about it. And I'm telling you, all roads will lead to you putting God's word first place.